The stocks talked about on this podcast are solely those of the guest and host. All investors should be cautious about any and all stock recommendations that you hear on here or any place else. And all investors are advised to conduct their own research into stocks before making any purchase decision. In addition to that, investors are advised that past stock performance is no guarantee of future appreciation. And now it is time for Stocks and Bars. Stocks and Bars. Yo, it is the Stocks and Bars Stock Market Hip Hop Podcast, the only place where you will find hip hop mixed with finance. And today, what we got going on is the mashup. It is Stocks and Bars Marathon Money Together. I got my squad with me. We get ready to talk some stocks. You're about to get blessed with some gems. Make sure you pull up a seat, get out some notebooks, and write down the stocks you're about to get, because we're about to get busy. Let's go. I got my click ready to use the money they got from jobs and courage and teaching them that it's not so hard. I'm doing this, making investing pop. You law is extra. You tuning in to stocks and bars. Yo, it is stocks and bars, and it's time. It's the posse. All right, we got the posse mashup. Got half of the crew with me. It is Stocks and Bars and Marathon Money. And what we plan to do is continue to hit everybody consistently, letting everybody know the team is assembling. All right, we got the 95, 96 Bulls right now. <laughs> now Old for the job. intro. Yeah, the intro. My guy, y'all know him, Killer Cam recently introduced himself into the land of fatherhood so he got his championship ring on now for that one <laughs> and yo facts about this guy when he got married no lie he had the championship belt <laughs> had it with me man had, had it with him. him had the theme music come on and he came out <laughs> with the championship belt this is my guy to the fullest right here man everybody random fact for killer cam Let's welcome him. Yo, welcome back to Stocks at Bars, man. What's going G-U. on? <laughs> Yo, so we got half the crew with us, man. And hey, but half the crew, we get the full amount of money still, though. Yo, the money's still coming. And that ain't never going to stop. Coming. That's what we do. Like I like I was saying before, man, you make me better. And I appreciate you, brother. We talk about money and we talk about ways to make ourselves better. And friendships need to have that because you can't be a friend if you're not pointing them to the bag, man. That's how I always look at it. <laughs> if you know yeah. where that, that money at and your friend is not telling you where that money is, then that's not your friend. All right. And I want everybody to unfriend people. <laughs> no, the bag is at, and they never introduced you to the bag. If they did not do that, then you need to cut them off. And your 2023 energy is brand new. That's a new fact for you. Yeah, you so, start. You start that 2023 energy right now. Don't even <laughs> right, wait to January. Yeah, don't 1st. even wait. Yeah, right now. Cut them off today, and don't contact them no more. It's over. <laughs> Say, hey, you know about the bag? Yeah. All right. <laughs> you gonna tell me? Oh, okay. So anyway, the bag point. We about to get into this podcast. We're going to point everybody to the bag, all right? So, yo, the market has been doing pretty good, all right? For the year right now, we're looking at year-to-date for the S&P, 17.33% down. 
That's not bad. That's correction territory. For those who don't know, 20% is pretty much correction. All right. What was the what was the lowest it's been down this this month? Is it a quick way to find the percentage of that? It had to have been like 25. Yeah, it definitely was around 25. I it think had I did. Had to be. Yeah, I think I did a video. And at the time when I did the video, it was like 21, 22 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we we bounced off lows. And that's that's all good. You know, money's got to come back in. Like you had said in the yeah, podcast we, before, it got too cheap. Yeah, yeah, man. And then people experience. I wouldn't even say experienced investors, man. I would just say just investors with common sense. <laughs> they know they know when something is cheap. It's just like when your when your wife or your girl walk into the store and they see something on sale, you know, maybe they didn't kept their eye on it for a couple for a months. They yeah. just waiting on it to come down, come down and they buy it. Anybody with some common sense can see that stuff is cheap. And I feel like a lot of people, man, um they only want to be around for the stock market when everything's hot. But you don't really you can you make money when it's hot, but you end up holding too much stuff or buying or or buying at a high super high price, and then when the market kind of goes down, then it, it then took you all your gains away, yeah. your little gains that you did make. The time to really be interested in the stock market is times now. like this now. year, yeah, like yeah. now, you know, June, July, you know, saying when everybody was crying out here, you getting, you know, them them deals even more recently. Look at Amazon and Google in the last couple of weeks, you know, they did. But you, they did it right with the, the split. Yeah. <clears throat> so. I be don't just come through in the market, you know, and get interested in investing when everything's hot, when everybody's talking about, you know, on the market all-time highs and stuff. I really I get scared buying that all-time high. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, oh, what? Yo, who buying at all-time highs? Yeah. Unless the market's super hot. You know, it's Steph Curry and then I can I can see it. But on a regular basis, yo, I'm I'm like you, like, man, I'm gonna chill out. I'm gonna wait for the discount. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that's we, you know, everybody, you know, if you think about the COVID run, right? Everybody was just it's everybody was an investor back then. Yeah, you know? everybody. And then when 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 times got hard, you know, I ain't backed messing out. with that no more. Yeah, I ain't messing with that. Oh, yeah, I lost this. I lost. I lost that. <laughs> it's just like, man, come on, man. You know, and then, then but that, that you can't you can't build wealth like that. I feel like people think that the stock market is more of a get rich type of thing which you can get rich but you need you need a lot of money for that just think about i always think about um amazon right before amazon split and it was like what were they like like two thousand two thousand dollars yeah i was like i i I was like man you could you could have you know a hundred shares of amazon at two thousand dollars and you're still not rich you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll true, take yeah. it. Yeah, I'll take I'll, it. But you're not. You're not rich. You can have 200 shares of Amazon, and you're not at 2,000. You're not rich. You know. So the stock market, I think, where people get frustrated is it's not really a place to get rich quick. It's a place to build wealth. Yeah, you know it's that saying? over time flow. Now you can get rich, but you really have to be disciplined. 
you know, disciplining with your trading strategy. And you have to have multiple trading strategies, you know, options, you know, yeah. stocks, short selling. You got to have all these Swiss Army in your bag. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's actually a perfect segue into what we could talk about tonight. All right. And it's black culture investing because you and I growing up in this culture have been experienced in a lot of different things. Right mm -hmm. now. I had a conversation yesterday that kind of made me spin into this about our introduction to money, right? Because early on, it was a negative connotation to what the value of money really is, right? As I could tell you, me growing up in Brooklyn, I didn't see people with money. I saw people who were just, you know, basically getting by as, as best as possible. And mm -hmm. it wasn't until... I want to say late teens, like 1920, and I really started actually building a relationship with money that was going to turn around because the correct that ship is a lot of work, right? <laughs> it's not just a, whoop, okay, yeah, I'm good. I know what I'm doing. Like right. I was infamous for blowing money just like anybody else. And if you're in this case, we got to start digging in deep into ourselves because this is a mental thing that you have to get over when it comes to finances. <clears throat> like learning how to use money is a complete cultural shift one into a mental overhaul. Some people spend money because of how they feel and they'll buy things because something else is going on wrong, right? <laughs> You're trying to cover up whatever is happening <laughs> behind you or during in your life with a purchase and then you do that, then you out the money, and then you're still in the same problem, right? <laughs> so right. it's just like any other addiction. Like if you got a drug habit, you're basically covering up something, right? So when you have bad spending habits, you really need to actually look deeper into your life to figure out why do I have this? Why do I spend money at Target? Or why do I spend money? My thing was Best Buy. Like, I used to buy CDs <laughs> like I was buying three CDs a week. Right. Because I thought it was because I love music. No, it's because I was bored, dog. <laughs> I had nothing else to do. So I was like, well, back in my super rich days, I just go out and go blow money up as well. <laughs> now them kids here, I'm like, yo, I'm going to need that back. That's going to actually be what? 50 cent. Uh, mm, we can hold on to that one. <laughs> But yeah, financial traumas, man. These are all things that we need to, to get out of our systems, man. So I'm curious to if there's any financial trauma that you can recall in your early days that you addressed in order to make a change. Man, you know what? And it's gonna sound weird. I don't I don't I never had any financial trauma, but <clears throat> I was gonna make a couple mistakes. And I, okay. I'll tell you about two of them. So um when I was 17. I was in a bad car accident and um, it was like something It was like, it was, it was, I'll just say it was just real bad. I ain't going to try to describe it or nothing, but um, I ended up suing a lady and getting like a large sum of money. Right. And so uh, you can't take that money until you're 18. So they mm -hmm. held it in like a trust. And then, you know, when I'm 18, then I could get it. So the next year I got the money and then my friends, they didn't know how much money I got, but they were, they knew I was getting something. 
And then, I, you know, when they found out I got there, like, yo, you're going to buy a Escalade or you're going to buy, a, you know, this, that. <laughs> See? Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the first thing I did, um, I went and I broke my grandma off some money. Yeah. Then I broke my mom off some money. And um, I remember I wanted to drink so bad because that's just what I felt that's like you I mean. had to do when you got when you were celebrating. So I, gave my brother, I gave my brother some money to buy me like some cheap liquor. Something I heard some rappers <laughs> talk about. <Something> like <laughs> yep. That's how and it goes now. I put the, and I put the rest in the bank. I bought like a couple CDs. That's when CDs were hot back then. They were paying oh, yeah, like seven yeah. percent. Um, in the ninety or late nineties, um, and I bought some stocks with the with the other ones. I didn't know what I was doing with stocks at the time. <clears throat> I just knew that that's what people with money did, you know. Get, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got stocks, so I, you know, I bought stock, but it wasn't like I was picking stock. I bought mutual funds like through mm. a bank stuff like that. So they were managing it. Um, so that happened, and then I got lucky because when I had graduated from college um that was 2005 and then i kept the money in there i ended up taking the money out in 2007 which was actually genius i didn't know what yeah. i was doing <laughs> trust me i didn't know what i was doing that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just wanted the money because and, and i said i was going to give you two points but it's, this is all wrapping up into one right. <clears throat> so i took the money out and I put it in my bank account and now I was going to buy a Jaguar with it. This brand new Jaguar car. Cause I'm like, yo, I deserve something. You know, I got all this money. I deserve something. So I go to the bank and obviously when you're taking that much money out, you can't just be like, I'm taking this money out. You go yeah, to like the, yeah. the other guy or whatever. I don't know who that, the financial dude. And so he was like, all right, you know, I had to write like sign something, write out the check or whatever. Um, and then I got up and he was like, Hey, you mind if I ask you what you doing? With, what are you doing with all this money? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I was like, I was like, Oh, I'm about to go. I said, Man, I'm about to go buy a Jaguar. He was like, Well, I can't tell you what to do, but if I were you, I wouldn't do that. And then I sat back down. I was like, Why? And then he just went over all the stuff. He was like, What you should do is take about five thousand dollars of that money and buy you a, a okay used car and then keep the rest of it and i was like well that sounds a little better so that's, <laughs> that's what i did and i'm so glad that that happened that was like 2009 ish something like that i'm glad that that happened because that was 2009. It's, too, it's about to be 2023. I still have all of the investments that I made after that. I still yeah. have like, I don't think that money will never will ever be be like separated from me. I'll always have something of that, like some little pennies trickling around you from that, that tycoon so, money now. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so it was like, I almost had financial trauma, you know, but you ducked it. Yeah, get, <laughs> angels was over you. It was over me. Yeah, them dollar angels was like <laughs> the dollar do angels. Killer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really like the only 
issues that I had, you know, that I was going to, I was going to go down the wrong path with money, but then uh, somebody kind of, like you said, the dollar angels, they were, they, they were there. Buy. Yeah. Ever yeah. since I was little though, man, like my brother, you know, he was all into like the East Coast, not really the underground East Coast rap, but like the, the Nas's and Tribe Called yeah. Quest and stuff like that. And if you li- really listen to their lyrics, I know like Nas, you know, he used to, he didn't talk about investing like all day, but he sl- slipped he, in a little yeah, stuff. Yeah, he did. Yep. On uh, Illmatic and stuff like that. And then, you know, that was one of my, that's my favorite rap album. And, um, you know, I just, my brother would always tell me stuff like don't get credit cards, even though, you know, credit cards actually help you. But yeah, if you get credit cards too young, you can really mess yourself up. Yeah, so I, I would always listen to my brother. Yeah, I, I I would always listen to my brother and what he tell me, and he was always listening to that kind of stuff. So he was getting that information, and I man, when I was little, all I wanted to do was be like my brother. So anything he told me, I did, you know. Yeah. So that's that's kind of like what happened right there. He was the physical dollar angel over you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he took the excerpts from the good rappers about the investment. It was like mm, 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 investments in stock. Mm, mm, mm. Oh yep. yeah. Killer investments in stock. And he digested yep. it for you. Yo, shout that out was, to your that brother. That was one of the ones that always stuck with me at New York state of mind. That was, yeah. the, that was the one that always stuck with me. Yeah. My, I actually took the bad end of the nineties hip hop <clears> and I was flashy. So I used to get sneakers. I used to get fly. All of that. I had the whole match and everything, hat, shirt, <laughs> shoes. I I was I was laid out every single time. I just like to stay fly. And <laughs> obviously that old habit died because I'll put on a regular t-shirt any day now <laughs> <laughs> and rock it every day I could. If I had if I couldn't wash it, I would wash it again and just bloop, and put it right back on. But ever since COVID hit, now you in jammies and t-shirts anyway. So now it's just like right. the norms. <laughs> but yeah, man, I spent a lot of money on Air Max. I spent a lot of money on fitted hats. I spent a lot of money on jeans, polo, all of that fly stuff that every rapper was talking about. I didn't get the liquor side, but I did buy clothes. <laughs> Enough clothes that I was good. And now um, I realize my errors and I wish I could have a tenth of that money back. <laughs> Man, every, but everybody got to go through it, though. You yeah, know? They, they do. Everybody, they got to figure like, themselves out. You know, when I got me a job, like in high school and stuff, well, only the reason why I got a job was because my mom stopped buying me Jordan. I used to like Jordan. <laughs> uh, and the only reason why I got a job, I worked just enough to get Jordan. You know, that Jordan's it. They cost $120. Yeah, that was it. And so I remember I worked at a grocery store. I would only work Friday and Saturday. Those are the only two days I would work it, because Just it would enough. give me enough money to get Jordan. That's all I want. I wanted Jordan's <laughs> gas money. That's all I wanted. I had to pay my insurance bill and... If I wanted anything myself, then I was just like you. I would work to get it. If I wanted to get a CD player, this is when my budgeting skills started to come into play, which is something that I think our culture does not do well at all is respect the budget. Now, I had to learn that budget because I only had a finite amount of money that I earned every single week. And 
the stuff that made me learn was the Pioneer CD player. So the Pioneer CD player is what taught me budgeting because I realized that that Pioneer CD player was 250, right? This was when like the displays started finally getting real fancy and everything like, yeah. you know, the takeoff displays and they had the little characters that would dance and all that. Yeah. I was mesmerized <laughs> right in the back of Best Buy. I go in there like, yo, I want that. I need it. <laughs> but I said, I want that. And it cost me 250. So I was like, I right, bet it's going to take me $50 a week because I got paid weekly in order to get it. I get my money. I cut it out. I had an envelope. I stuff it in an envelope. And then like, you know, three weeks, I'm like, Count it like it's sitting there, like it's just going all of a sudden turn to 250. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm almost there. Yo, I'm about to go in there and get it. And then you go in there with your little envelope. You're like, yeah, I'm coming in here with a mission. Yo, I want that right there. <laughs> that's what taught me my budgeting skills was trying to get stereo equipment, man. So that's how I learned how to budget. And since then, that's how I, I manage my money, man. I know what's coming in, what's going out, what's left. And I understand I need to have at least 20% that goes to my investments. I need to be able to stash away some. And then now that I got kids, I got to have this money stashed away for them so they can have something because I didn't have that. So my primary thing now is making sure that that bucket gets attention because it's very mm -hmm. easy for that bucket to dry up on you if you don't uh, I'm not going to do it this time no stick to it throw it in there if I'm broke I'm broke I'm good I still know I got money but I need to make sure that they're good so man that was my financial trauma bro is shoes <laughs> I, I think I, but I think that um <clears throat> when you first started off you're talking about like you know our culture the black people and stuff yeah I think a little bit differently. I think that everyone knows how to budget. Okay. But but uh I think that sometimes that people get caught up in a certain look, you know, maybe for social media, you know, to to gain social I we call it social currency, me and uh Steph. We yes, call it social real. currency. Yeah. Um, and just kind of irresponsibility because when it comes to you, when you get to a certain age, you know, you know, okay, I only got, you know, $15 left until what, whenever, Never, and you yeah, go max yeah. out your credit card, you know, you know what you're doing, you know, you just, you know, you're in denial, it. Yeah. yeah, you're ignoring it. Um, so I think one thing that we as black people <clears throat> kind of need to get better at is taking accountability for our own mm. actions. Right. So, because only you can put yourself in a certain situation, the power of yourself. Right. It's real. It's real. <laughs> so, I, so I agree with not, you. I feel like, I feel like, you know, if you take the student loan forgiveness stuff, right. Like when I took out a loan for college, I knew how much it was cost. I understood I have to pay this money back. Right, like, right. I understood that. So I understand that people like, yo, I mean, who don't want their stuff forgiven? But for people to act like, oh, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know it was going to be like this. I didn't know, you know, that 
I was going to have to borrow 75000 and then I was going to have to pay it back plus interest. I didn't know. <laughs> like, yo, you knew. You knew. It just didn't work out the way that you thought it was going to work out. That's all. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> now, there's always two sides to a coin, right? And when it comes to that argument, I was very cognizant of what I was doing. I was just like you. I'm, I'm totally in phase. I knew what alone was. I knew that mm-hmm. me taking this, when I sign this paperwork, I agree to pay it back over whatever time frame that that document stated. That's a fact. <clears throat> the problem that comes into it is the predatory stuff. When corporations or whatever start to target people who know they will have difficulty paying it back, that's where the loan forgiveness stuff, I think, comes into play. It's not going to help me. I don't need it. You know what I'm saying? I because I already know, I already I got to pay it. I, that's what I decided to do back then. But I was in a better state to know that okay, financially I need to make these type of decisions moving forward to make sure that I pay this back. The problem that I have is when they go into like the whole thing with the whole housing market crash. Like when they started giving people who had no business at all being in houses zero percent down. That's a problem because when, as soon as they get in there and the interest rate changes on them or they ha- they run into a problem, their house broke. They didn't have any money in the beginning <laughs> to even take on the house. Like you got to have skin in the game is how I look at it. So if you're going to take something like that, you got to realize, one, you are responsible for it, like you and I agree. But at the same time, the other side of the, the coin is, yo, you should not be offering products to people who have no business <laughs> taking that product. You know what I mean? I can't go and say, yo, to this guy on the corner, yo, who has nothing. Do you want this Mercedes? They'd be like, yeah, I want this Mercedes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Actually, I do. I bet if you want this Mercedes, all you got to do is sign right here. You offering it to them. And then you just backing up by the document like, no, 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 no. You said you pay me back. They're in a different situation where they can't understand. So you telling me that people thought that they was getting free houses? When people got into those houses, not that they were getting free houses, (laughs) but they didn't have skin in the game. So they didn't have the money that it takes to take care of a house. So once the housing market started to flip upside down and they had to make those payments still, they lost a job or whatever. They didn't have the financial footing behind them. So mm-hmm. for me, I had to have a 20% down, right? I mm-hmm. paid my 20% down. When you have 20% down, chances are what? You probably have your finances somewhat <laughs> in order, right? I'm not going right. to say everybody who has 20% down is, you know, good to go. But chances are probability is going to be in your favor that if you have 20% down that this guy right here is going to have a good chance of being able to make a reliable payment on this home. The 0% guy down over there, yo, he's sketchy. (laughs) He had no money coming into the game. So to him, he doesn't have the same value on this. You know what I'm saying? So it's easier for him to be like, oh, no, I ain't got it. I ain't got it. Or something else can come up very easily for him. 
the 20% guys like, yo, I better make sure I got my money before they take my house. Right. The 0% yeah. guys like, they ain't going to take it from they gave it to me for 0%. He, had, he doesn't have the same respect. Yeah, but the people, <laughs> the people that you say are over here with no skin in the game, right? They let's say they want to get a house and then nobody's gonna give them a loan. Then they'll right. say that people's discriminating against them. So then, that's, so how? That's so, else. so so somebody got to give them some uh, a loan. I guess my thing is that everybody knows what they're doing, right? I mean, if you grown, you know what you're doing. And something with you something like that. <laughs> you <laughs> <would> <laughs> hope. You hope. like I said, the twenty percent guy. You would hope that they got everything, and but probability is in their favor. It's all probability I, I, games. If we, if, <laughs> I just will flip it back to like budgeting and stuff like that before I forget this point. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you said at the beginning of the podcast that, you know, I have a kid that, that is true. You know, you're not lying about that. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that I, you know, this is going to be my first tax year that I get a child credit. Right. Mm, okay. I don't know what the child credit is. I just know it's like a thousand or two thousand or something like that. But the deal that me and my wife made was that the child credit money is our son's money. He's going to have his own separate account. Every year that we get a child credit for him is going into that account. That's not. So if we get, let's say the, um, Child credit is $2,000. Like I said, I don't know what it is. I never got it. Um, but let's say it's 2000 We get 3000 back for our taxes. Well, we put the 2000 up for him, and we only got 1000 back for, him, for our taxes. Okay. And so that's how we plan to do that. And that's another way to budget, um, especially for your children, because if you think about it, that money really isn't yours. You know, you got that money because you had a kid so it's really right. your kid's money so whenever i see people out you know it's income tax time they got like five kids or whatever and they go buy a used car or they bought the biggest <laughs> flat screen tv anybody could ever make you know I'm, i just be sitting thinking to myself like man y'all could have just y'all could have easily did something better with that money yeah you could have put you could have just put the even if you just put the money up in their account and then by the time they graduate from um, high school, you know, I don't know how much that money would be. It would be like 50000 something like that, you know? Who knows? Yeah, man. I, as I got better with money, like the very beginning of it, my, my stage, I was judgy, right? I was judgy on how people use their money because I would see people make decisions with their money that I personally wouldn't make, <laughs> right? Like, I, I wouldn't go to the store and buy cigarettes. I wouldn't go to the store and buy beer. I'm not doing this stuff, right? But on the other side, I was buying shoes. So who was I? (laughs) I'm still doing the same thing they doing, just on a different vice. So now when I look at it, I'm like, you know what? If you want your Starbucks, okay, cool. But don't complain when it's time to pay rent. You know what I'm saying? That's all all I got to say to you. Um, That's where I leave it at. And I, I try to stay out of stuff like that now because... I'm not throwing rocks in a glass house anymore. <laughs> Each their own. I don't know, man. Like, I really don't. I really don't care what people do with their money until it affects me. Until it affects right. you. 
um, as far as like taxes going up. You got to pay for these other programs. You got to do this. You know, you messing up the housing value in my neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Then I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm on. Yeah, then then I'm like, hey, I'm in your business. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Saying? We, we <laughs> got we got to have a conversation. Y'all Let's in my ahead. pocket. You know, I got yeah. my taxes going up. Y'all screwing up the neighborhood. You know. <laughs> now I mean you now now I care yeah. about what you spend your money on. Yeah, I'm, you know, as long as it ain't affecting me, it's good. I got a cat right now. I'm we gonna switch it up after this, but I got a cat right now in my neighborhood. <laughs> right, if I can, I'm gonna send you his address so you can Google it and see, you know, the aerial of it. This dude has been working on this house for like twenty plus years. No lie, I moved here. The house was raggedy looking. I asked everybody in the neighborhood. Yo, how long the house been? Like, yo, it's been like that forever. I, my <laughs> my mother in law actually was looking in this this neighborhood in like the early two thousands and said that name that house was like that back then, still like this. I'm like, yo, every time I pass by that house, I get back to my judgment zone, and I'm like, <laughs> they be in there watching TV, and I'm like, dog, you in there watching TV? You need to be outside right now putting the siding up. I want to <laughs> knock on the door personally and be like, listen, you have no time to be sitting down on that couch right now. You need to be outside right now improving this value. Hey, I thought you I thought you was about to say you need to be outside cutting the grass. He said put the siding up. <laughs> I, I kid you not, he got a tarp on the side, yo, there's no lie. It's a clear tarp on the side. It don't even look like there's a wall behind it. It's just a straight up clear tarp. I'm like, yo, how are you chilling in there? I don't even understand how you comfortable inside of that house right now, knowing what it look like outside. You should be inside like, yo, I need to make sure I have a plan for tomorrow for how I'm going to put this wall up. I'm like, no. He just in there, just click, click. Ha, 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 ha. Like <laughs> Can you see? Can you see somebody then huffed and puffed and blew half your house down? <laughs> Do you not care? All right, that's my rant. So, yo, now let's go ahead and get to these stocks right now. I got a gang of stocks right now. Y'all about to get a whole bunch of gems right now. So now that the market is starting to make some type of motion to the upside, we have a good chance for it to make a good signal for continuation to the upside. I'm keeping a close eye on it. Because you know me, I'll be bearish, but I'll go where the money goes. So if the money is telling me that we're going higher, then I'll, let's cut that off. That switch is off. Right, now right, we're back right. on the bull side. So now that we're looking pretty good, I'm going to bring up a couple stocks that are close to 52-week lows that are pretty decent, high volume, very well-known names. So y'all might want to get your pencils and pads or whatever. Yo, do y'all still use that? I'm still old school, right? Yeah, I'm about to say, man. <laughs> I don't think people use a pencil and pad. Well, I guess Whatever. you are. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you do in order to record something, go ahead and write this down. All right. So me and Killer about to go down to this. Right. First one. Cisco. Ticker. S. S. C. S. C. O. All right. C. S. C. O. Let's go ahead and break down Cisco. We know what this one is. This is a stock that is tech not technologically involved in pretty much everything so when we talk about cisco we talk about routers we talking about all sorts of networking devices pull up the chart let's talk about cisco let's go um man 
I think that the thing is people need to understand when we bring up some of these stocks, most of them are going to be in downtrends. Right. Uh, That's what 52 week low mean. If anybody (laughs) understand that we have 52 week lows, we trying to give you the, the, the dollar off the, the two dollar chips right now. That's what we're doing right now. (laughs) You know, Cisco, it's never been one that I really wanted to get into because um, it just didn't move how I wanted it to move. Uh, but slow money make mo- makes money, though. Yes. So um, I think that it's close here. I like to look at the moving averages, the 20 day, the 50 day, 200 day. It cleared the 50 and the 20 is sitting right at the 200 right now. If it could, you know, kind of make a strong move above that, I think that that's probably a good play. I don't, it looks like it already filled a gap here up to about 49 or it's about to fill this gap up to about 49 ish. So after it gets past the 200, the 200 day moving average, I really don't know where the next resistance supports wherever. Yeah. I don't know where the next move is. I guess you could say right here at about 55, but that's not, too far away from 47. That's right, why right. I don't really like messing with the Cisco's and the, um, I forgot some of these other ones. Uh, before yeah. before um, you called Pfizer, I didn't really like messing with Pfizer. Pfizer yeah. only messed around in like that $30, $35 range, maybe 40. Yeah, put me in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's why, that's why I kind of don't mess with these the stuff like Cisco because it don't move how I want it to move. But like I said, you can make some money right there. I, I like Cisco, so I'm going to give you the technical breakdown of it. All right, 40 is around the support. It's currently at 47.79 as we talk about it. And that's if the way I like to break things down is from the f- floor where it's at right now to where it's at. So you basically have an $8 floor for it to fall. So understand that if you were interested in it and it was something that you wanted to buy and you're buying it close to here around 48, that it could potentially fall lower to hit 40 so you got eight dollars that you might want to think about before you jump into that now on top of that cisco does have a dividend i did the quick calculations it's about a three percent yield right now 3.2 uh currently as the mm-hmm. market continues to move higher so if you got it at 40 then obviously your dividend yield goes higher but at three percent that's not bad because average inflation is between two and three percent so at least that knocks takes that edge off of that and if it does appreciate, then you do have something rolling with you for Cisco. So that's that's Cisco. I got one that I actually really do like, yo. Let's bust down Verizon, ticker VZ. Now, I had Steph on before and we talked about Verizon versus T-Mobile. And at that time, we both chose T-Mobile. And that was obviously yeah, I was about right to say, I think T-Mobile. <laughs> T-Mobile has the growth potential, period. All right, it's eating the lunch of both Verizon and AT&T, and I think they will continue to grow. But besides T-Mobile, I still like Verizon for the fact that they do offer a dividend. And I'm I'm going to spit out a lot of dividends because I think personally the market is going to continue to be in some type of range. And while things continue to churn, Having a nice little paycheck coming your way for the market churning, I think that's a bonus. You know what I'm saying? I think that's all good. And people, like you alluded to earlier, slow money is still good money. 
you can still make some pretty good coin just sitting back. That's how Buffett makes majority of his money, right? He owns a whole bunch of shares. He gets checks just like this, <laughs> just for sitting back, right? Then just reinvest it inside of the stock, and that's how he grows. But let me know what you think about Verizon. Let's go. Um, I think Verizon is similar to Cisco, where it's kind yeah. of a slower money. Um, that's why probably why I've never owned it, but um, it's down here at the dumb low. You know, <laughs> stupid. Low. That's what I said. Fifty-two the, week lows. The, the is what stupid, we doing? Stupid dumb low. The absolute dumb low was thirty-four fifty-five. You got to understand, you're never gonna get it at the stupid dumb absolute <laughs> no. low. But right here at thirty-eight fifty-five, that's very close. And Verizon, you know, it's not really going anywhere. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. think that Verizon, AT and T, or T-Mobile is gonna go anywhere, even if they're trash, because. You can't only have two companies. You know, they right, they, right. they didn't even want T Mobile and Sprint to merge. And then they didn't want um who was it? Uh ATT and uh singular, singular. to merge. Yeah. Uh so oh we are singular. Yeah, this, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that these are the guys that these are the players in mobile for right now until somebody another bigger you know, company comes through. So that's why I don't think they're going anywhere. Verizon is still pretty good yeah. um, company. But as far as the stock, um, like I said, I like to look when it's something under the 200 day moving average, I want to see it move towards it. And it's yeah. 200 day moving average is sitting around 46, 47 ish. That's only like a $10 move from here. Um, don't sleep. On I don't, $10. I mean, I, I see it getting there, but I don't, I don't see it getting there for like months. You know what I'm saying? All right. So let's let's bust down the technical aspect of it. All right. 52 week lows is every stock on here is, is close to it. All right. Now, Verizon is special for the fact that this price that we're seeing right now, we haven't seen since 2013. All right. So we're at lows that haven't been seen in ages. Right. We're talking about 10 years ago. <laughs> 10 years ago. You know, I, I don't know what I was doing 10 years ago. I know I wasn't buying stocks like this. I wish somebody would have told me, yo, 52-week lows, Verizon, yo, you might want to get it. So yo, 10 years ago, we were buying stock. Yeah, we was buying stock, but not... But we weren't buying it like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, not like this. Not what we trying to really bust down and say, yo, if I own shares of this right now, how am I going to look 10 years from now? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, let's do the dividend on here. Last dividend was... Oh, come on, let me highlight on it. It looked like it was about... Uh, October 6th. Okay, it was six. Is that 65 cents? Yeah, 65. All right, so 65 times four out of 38.55. Yo, yo, that's 6.7%. That's that's what's up. That's inflation fighting money right there. (laughs) Catch this one right now. That's a really good look. And as we discussed, Verizon is going nowhere. People will still have their cell phone service. I don't know how much longer because they're expensive. (laughs) (laughs) I do wonder about the future as far as like 5G since like cable companies and stuff can actually start offering. That's a whole nother topic. But Mm -hmm. I think Verizon is still a good look as far as where they are right now. When I'm looking at the monthly chart, they are very gapped away from their 20 day moving average. And that's usually a good buy signal. When you're too far away from that moving average, 
prices tend to come back in order to get back to that moving average. So I think this is actually a pretty good pickup around 38.55. The floor is what? Yeah, right around 35. So yeah, about say, 35 yeah. support. So you're only about $3 over, $3.5. That's not a bad fall. I think this is a pretty decent pickup horizon. All right. So let's move on over to another one right here. All right. This no, one. Can, yo, go yo, ahead. Can I, can I throw one out? Yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. It's not at a 52-week low. What's up? It does have a good dividend. Yeah, one of my favorite ones right now, DVN, Devon Energy. All right. Now, the reason why I like this one is because although the market has been in a downtrend this whole year, this has actually been in an uptrend. It's energy. Um, energy is hot right now. And I like DVN because they're paying a 7.3% dividend mm, right now. That's juicy. And, you know, I've been in and out of this since about $58. I'm back in it. I think I got back in um, a couple of days ago at like uh, 67, something like that. Uh, so I've just been playing with it all year. I think this time I'm going to hold it. I'm not going to play. Um, I'm in the hold mode right now, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's not at a 52-week low, but it is one that has been strong and held up well through a bad market. And I think yeah. that's, that says something, you know. Yo, that's actually a good segue because I like Devin. I like Devin Energy. Um, looking at it chart-wise, we're pretty close to the highs, but like you talked about, that trend has been very strong. So if energy can continue to be hot right now, the resistance is around 80. If we get a close above 80, that thing can keep going. So keep yeah, an eye and on that. Yeah, I'm about to say, keep, a, keep an eye on it, man. A good buying spot would be the low 60s. Yeah. You know, that would be like your perfect buying spot. You get a bad day um, coming up in this trading week, bad two days, you might want to keep your eye on, on Devin. All right. I got a next hot one for you. That's actually pretty close to what you're talking about. It's not at a 52-week low, so I lied about all of them being 52 <laughs> weeks low. But this one has a very solid trend, and if we are going to go into a recession, I think this is something that people should own all right so let me pull up what we got here mdlz mondelez all right we're gonna pull this one up this is a food stock all right and um, hold on what do they own what do they own i forget they what own they like they candies own. and stuff yeah like yeah yeah i forget i forget which one that i really they, they just bought somebody big within the last like two years i forgot who they, who they bought let me see or merged okay with so we, we got cadbury all right, that's something that everybody might recognize. You definitely recognize Halls, Honey Made Graham Crackers. Um, what else we got here? They got some stuff. Oh, hold on, they own Oreo? I didn't yeah. know they own Oreo. Okay. Philadelphia Cream Cheese, Perfect Snacks. That's just a few things that they got in their portfolio. Trisket. They got a whole bunch in there, and everybody eats this stuff, right? So you might as well get paid for everybody eating this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they also have a solid dividend. Let's pull this one up, too, as I do the calculations on here. Chart looks really good. And last dividend was 38 and a half cents. That's 38.5. And that's out of 64.99. So that's a 2.3, yeah, 2.4-ish dividend. I mean, again, are you working for it? 
You know what I'm saying? If anybody was just dropped by your mailbox and was like, ching, ching, would you be like, hey, this ain't enough? No. <laughs> We'd be like, thank you. So, yeah, get this money. All right. Go ahead, killer. Go ahead. Speak up on it. What you got? Mandela. I see. I just think that I don't. You said the chart looks good. I don't think it looks bad, but I think it looks flat for 52 weeks for the year. Okay, for the for the year, yeah, I'm looking at the 20 year monthly. Okay, okay, I know I'll be looking at the year because we got different time frames of how we yeah. like to look at the stocks. So just to make that clear for everybody, I'm looking at a daily one year chart. Extra looking okay. at more data, which is like 20 year. So f- just for the year, you know, a it's flat. it's flat. Um, and it's I like actually to do- pretty good considering that the market has been down. Almost right 20 <laughs> percent. right yeah i was i was just about to say like um i do one year sometimes that's not enough data but for this year i feel like it is because the market has been down so bad if you see yeah. a, a chart flat or up this year for this past 52 weeks it's probably something that you want to be in. it's held yeah. it's strong it's held yeah. it's all up yeah this is definitely a solid one um, as far as far as the technicals go, let me zoom in one more time on here. All right, so right now record high is sixty nine forty seven, and we're at sixty four ninety nine. So we're pretty close to that record high. And we just talked about how scared we are at buying at fifty two week highs. Yeah, but so, but the thing is though, it's always going to take out as high at some point. You know, stocks always go high. Absolutely. You know what? I'm interested, Killer. What, what what kind of market cap we got on here? Because you're the market cap genius when it comes to this. <laughs> I love when you talk about that market cap because I don't really look at it. But when you talk about it, I'm like, yo, that man makes a lot of sense talking about that. <laughs> um, Mandela's they, market cap. 88, uh, basically 89 billion. 89 now, when you talk billion. about 89 billion. Now, when you talk about market cap, I like to also talk about the um like shares outstanding that they have, which let me get pull that up. Um this is why we make a beautiful that, team. <laughs> one point one point three billion shares outstanding, which I'm fine. I usually don't like stocks with that many shares outstanding, but Mondelez is a solid company, been around for a long time. They probably got to that um amount of shares outstanding by stock splits, not by issuing right. new shares. Right. So it's fine. That's fine with me. Um, now, when I look at their, these, this is a bigger company. When I look at their market cap at 89, at basically 89 billion, I just look to the next, the next easiest, easiest number, which is a hundred billion. Yeah. Can they get to a hundred? I think, yeah, they, they definitely get to especially in a recession. I mean, you, you talk, look, all the foods that we just named in their portfolio, right? It's cheap. Mm-hmm. And what's people going to do in, in a recession? They're going to get what? The cheap yep. food. Okay. Yep. They're going to be smashing Oreos. <laughs> yep. They're going to be smashing Triscuits, right? They're going to be downing it with some Tang. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to make all sorts of bad decisions with food, but yo. Let's get paid for it because that's right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. So there's Mondelez. All right. Now, here's one that I'm sure Killer going to hate. All right. You're going, hey, 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 hate this one. <laughs> this is an old school stock. All right. And we talked, he talked about it before, but this one here, I think, is the heartbeat of America, right? Railroads. This is CSX. All right. CSX. 
<laughs> I knew on, it. Man. I knew it. I know you didn't bring us a railroad. You serious? Now check it out. Now, okay. As much as you hate railroads, all right. Do you cross train tracks? Okay, you still cross them. All right, boom. Do you see trains on those train tracks? Do you see them? Them guards stopping so you. raggedy. Them, them raggedy trains got money in them. <laughs> <laughs> they got money hey, in them. The trains need an e-check. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew he was going to hate it. But yo, look at the chart right now. This is the heartbeat, all right? Businesses run off of transportation, and the cheapest way of transportation is bulk. The cheapest bulk transportation that you're going to get is railroads, period. Okay? Freight is going to be something that people are going to continue to watch, especially in a recession, because every dollar matters, right? So they're going to start to shift away from the tumultuous, um, rail, not railroad, but uh, the trucking industry, because that is still out of control. So railroads is, is something that I think they're going to use more, will continue to be stable, and you don't need that much manpower to move so much product. So I think CSX is something that could be on anybody's radar. Now I'm ready for what you got to say. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the chart I'm looking at the at the one year chart. It doesn't terrible. look terrible. It's more on the flat side. You know, I can't hate on it like that. My problem with it is is there's no growth. So if we bring back, I know you said that yo cheaper form of transportation people going to it and stuff but you forgetting air travel air you know that's another way that to, is to do it you know it's expensive unless i mean you yeah, can't fit as much in the plane it's expensive it's expensive but people want their stuff faster they do um so that's that's why i feel like air travel is is um pretty good also by ship you know a lot of the mm -hmm. stuff is coming from from overseas overseas you know they ain't got no train tracks over the you know ocean you know how they get it from the coast killer <laughs> how they get it from the coast they ain't flying it from the coast <laughs> um, okay, but my, real, my, my real issue with the railroads is the market cap 65 this company 65 billion shares outstanding 2 billion and they talk probably did <laughs> they they probably didn't get here to two billion shares outstanding by issuing new shares either. They probably right. did a bunch of stock splits because railroads was hot in sixties, seventies, probably eighties, forties, thirties. Yeah, so <laughs> they probably did a bunch of stock splits to get to get where they at. I just don't see the growth here in the and with the company. Um, do I see this going up to almost doubling to? hundred billion dollar market cap. I don't. I'm not even looking at the chart. I guess I'm just hating. I don't see it going. <laughs> I don't see it going up to hundred million because you can't do anything new with railroads. The railroads, yeah. Now, if you're talking about some hyperloop stuff that Elon Musk trying to do underground stuff like that, maybe. But you know, there's nothing new that you could do to railroads. railroads. True, true. You know, so that's why they just always like that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And and on, to add to that, the technical aspect of it is the 20 year monthly chart 
once again, we, we're bouncing off of lows, and that support is at, and we'll say about 25, 26. We'll just say around there. Yeah, right that's now. that's a 52-week low. It's about yeah. 26. So we we bounced off of that, and it showed some pretty decent strength coming off of that. But, yo, their dividend is trash. They only give out 10. Yeah, I mean, it's 1.3%. Listen, when we do the synopsis at the end, obviously, this is getting crossed off for that fact alone because (laughs) 1.3%. Now, I did just finish saying if somebody put, you know, a little bit of money in your mailbox, you happy about it. You ain't complaining. (laughs) But at the same point in time, we just talked about some bangers on here, about some seven, six percenters. If I got choices, fam. (laughs) <laughs> Six and seven percent. Yeah, out the window. Hey man, you mess around and knock on my door in a blizzard and say like, "Hey, I left one point three percent in your mailbox." I'm like, "Oh, I ain't going to get it. You go get it and bring it out." Like, you know what I'm saying? There ain't a reason for me to walk out walk out this blizzard for one point three percent. You know? <laughs> Yo, I just left one point three percent in your mailbox. You might want to go get that. Like, nah, that's gonna blow away, fam. I'm good. <laughs> I got hey, one, like, hey, I spend more thing? walking out the door to get to that 1.3%. I'd be like, man, when you leave my house, <laughs> open up the little door so we can blow away. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got <laughs> You know the little door on the mailbox? You got pull it down. Open that up so we can blow away so I ain't got to worry about coming out there and getting that. Don't, don't knock on my door again. Matter of fact, pay yourself back that 1.3% as you get back down the, dirt, the driveway. Waste my time no more. <laughs> All right, we clowning on CSX. All right, yo, I got some better ones than that one, okay? That one's automatically getting tossed off. I'm going old school right now, and remember when people used to do that? I still do it, all right? He's off the list. Next one we got on here, we're going to go back to energy, all right? I like this one, okay? This is Dominion, all right? Ticker symbol is D. Last close price was 59.16. We are at extreme lows right now. We haven't seen this type of low since... Good God. Let me zoom in here. That might be 2013 as well. Let me see if I can get it right. You know, anytime you see stuff like this, man, at lows that it hasn't been at like in a long time, you might. You might yeah, this is 2014. Last time I was around this price. It's been range bound for eons. It finally broke down below its most recent support. So Dominion, what do you think about that one? I mean, I like it. Four point. The dividend four point five percent. Um, you know, I can't really say, oh, it's in a downtrend because everything's in a downtrend right now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, those yeah. are the ones that you're looking that you're looking at. Yeah. So I think that it could get back to eighty eight, where the fifty two week high was. Um, I think that it can. Energy, like I said, man, energy, energy. is hot right now. Yeah. And yeah. the thing that I don't feel like people are taking into account. And I don't know if they would have any exposure to this or not, but with the push for electric cars, things like that, you know, um, in the future, and I'm talking about the super future, something like 20 years, 15, 20 years, you know, the grid's going to have to be upgraded. You know, you can't have right, everybody right. with these electric cars powering at the same time. Then you also powering houses and stuff like that. Right. You no. Know, so they, these energy companies, they're going to play a part in that. And I, I think that there's room for growth um, in energy. That's why I like Devin. That's why I like Dominion. I used to own Dominion, but I um, got rid of it. I don't have it anymore. But I do think this is solid 
for that reason, the um the push for electric cars. The future. Right. <clears throat> right. Yeah. So the technical side of things is again, we're at record not record lows, but we are at lows that we haven't seen in almost 10 years. And on top of that, when you look at the 20 year monthly chart, we are at the 200 day moving average. And we talked about the 200 day before, how critical that is. Usually in an uptrend, that 200 day is the big dog, right? When you are in an uptrend, when something gets down there and touches it, it's usually going to bounce. The last time that this stock hit the 200 day moving average was in, well, that was. 2010. All right. We hit it and then it made a massive run. Well, everything made a massive run. In yeah. <laughs> I can't say that, but it did make that bounce off of there and it started to move higher. So now that we're near that same trigger, can we continue to move higher? I think we at least bounce. I don't know if we move higher. And I say only that because the chart shows that it was range bound for like <laughs> maybe eight years right mm -hmm. just sitting back and back and forth between like 70 to 90 but the dividend once again is killing 1.7 percent right <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna throw that in my mailbox right now i'll be like yeah. all right let me go get my hat <laughs> yeah. i'll be right outside so yeah I, I like this one for the fact that the dividend is pretty decent it has a pretty good chance of being able to continue to climb as demand for the new energy wave continues mm -hmm. to grow too. So that's Dominion. All right. Let's track on to what we got next here. All right. This one right here is something I'm actually going to put into my daughter's portfolio because they like their toys. And this is Mattel. All right. So Mattel right now is at 1701 was the most recent closed price. And they are not too far from their, I don't want to say 52-week low. Yeah, this is their 52-week low. I'm looking at the longer-term chart. But 1701 is their, their low, and the lowest it's been is 1651 is what I'm seeing. So that's not too far from there, only 50 cents off. So what do mm -hmm. you think about Mattel? I like Mattel. Um, I remember wanting to get into it. Like that 2012 area, I think it was somewhere around the same. No, it was something like uh, I don't have it up in front of me, but I think it was something like ten dollars, something like that. And then, uh, you know, they really started to go heavy on the games and the apps and stuff like that. And it ended yeah. up climbing up to like 30 something. Now they down here. Um, let me check the market cap and stuff. Six billion dollar market cap. That's that's, that's pretty cheap. small. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty small. small. Um. Mattel, I can't really say, like, yo, Mattel ain't going nowhere. You know, you think of all the classic toys that they have, like Barbie, stuff like that. Um, that's the one that just comes to mind. You you automatically be like, all right, Barbie probably ain't going nowhere. Barbie's going but nowhere. Just because, just because um, they're not going anywhere, like Mattel, doesn't mean that they can't get bought. That's that's a fact. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> Somebody with big fish money out there might want to add that into their little thing. Right. Be because the for six billion, you that's pretty cheap to get all of their assets. Plus they they heavy in the games now, into the apps, um, making money from that. So 
I I think I I kind of like this. Um, I, I like it. Yeah. Now they, I don't sort of show that they hold a dividend anymore. They yeah yeah. I about to say I don't ago. see. Well no 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 no. It says the dividend they paying fifteen cent a what? quarter. So they're playing uh sixty sixty cent a year. I don't know what that comes out to be percentage wise. It doesn't tell me on here. I think. So we got two different informations here. I'm looking at it that they actually cut it in 2017. The last dividend that they cut was 15 cents, but they haven't cut one since oh, okay. 2017. Okay. So they don't have. We can just say they don't have one. Yeah, they don't. They don't got one anymore. But that doesn't mean if they start balling that, the they're going to bring make back. a decision that can bring it back. Remember, market giveth, market taketh away. So do board of directors. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do like Mattel. Like I said, it's something that I plan on putting into my daughter's portfolio because they got Barbies, right? And I want to break down on what Mattel owns because all we know is Barbie right off the top, right? So I right. Googled it. Thank you, Google. Another product <laughs> that we should probably be buying. Google, <laughs> thank you. Barbie is something that they got that we know. Hot Wheels, we forgot about that one. All right, right. Hot Wheels is is always something that is dope. I would still play with a Hot Wheel right now because Hot Wheels got <laughs> yo they they got some nice cars, man. I might want to pick one up. So they got Hot Wheels. What you don't know, Fisher Price. Okay, I'm pretty sure you got some Fisher Price now. Oh yeah, you know the young and around. Definitely. All right, what I didn't know they own American Girl, and that's the higher end Barbie, basically. Right, right. <laughs> All right, Uno. They own that too. So they got a couple of things that like to killer's point that they got cheap enough. Somebody might say, yo, the end of the year, you better use this money or we're going to tax you. Apple. Oh, I'll buy Mattel. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> shoot. What was cheap enough here? Mattel, I'll buy you out for 10 billion right now. Yep. That's all it takes. Right. Yeah. That's all it takes. And say where I sign at. <laughs> but that, if I were somebody, I started off at like because you don't buy them when you do a buyout. You don't buy them at the exact price exact they're price. worth. Yeah, you know. I bet like, yo, I got eight Your billion. Premium. Yeah, I got eight billion. If they, if they want to negotiate in my head, I'm like ten billion. That's the number. You know, we can do yeah. that. Maybe they negotiate it to nine or something. I save a billion, but um, that's how that's how I would do it if I was a company. But definitely, I see my excuse me. I see Mattel as a buyout target. I like Mattel. And if you hear Mattel getting bought out, you know where you heard it first. Stop playing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ain't nobody talking about that. So no, no. Give us We're our props. Sole source right now right. on the whole entire internet in the world <laughs> talking about Mattel being purchased by some big fish. All right. Now, Medtronic is my next one. MDT, and I got one more after this. Now, Medtronic is at 81.30. They are at their close to their 52-week lows. They got beat down really bad. Their high is 135.89. So coming off of their high, that's like $50 off of their high right now. This isn't a bad price, yo. Um, they're they recently hit this in 2000, early 2021 is when they were at this price before ran up and then now they're checking themselves back out around this $81 area. So what you think? Uh, <clears throat> just looking at the chart, you know, it looks, it looks similar to like, you know, most of all the other charts. Um, I do see a gap here 
um, around mid December of okay. uh, twenty twenty one, <clears throat> uh, the gap to about one ten. So um, they would have to get over that two hundred day moving average, obviously, to hit one ten. And plus, one ten seems like some pretty good support. Um, so yeah. I can see that going up, going up, back up to the air, especially if the um, <clears throat> market gives it a little bit more of a push. Yeah, um, it's not really one that I'm really looking at, though. Um, this is actually the first time that I've heard of it. Um, three point three percent dividend. Yep. Um, one point three billion shares outstanding, and the market cap is one hundred eight billion dollars so i'm not familiar with what they do to really make us to really say like all right you know i mess with this or i don't um or it looks like healthcare tech yeah i'm getting ready to google it now <laughs> yeah. okay so let me change medical up. devices okay <clears throat> yeah let me change up because medical equipment medical device equipment is hot yeah um it's almost like robotics because a lot of the stuff that that they're going to come out with in the future is going to be kind of like robots operating on you, basically. You know, I mean, it, don't think like you know robots in there like <laughs> doing a thriller dance, doing surgery on you. But they 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 gonna have like tools and stuff that does a lot of stuff for them for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I do like this space. So I'm going to say I would buy this. Okay. There's other in the medical device space that I like better, but any medical device company I'm willing to take a chance on. I feel it. I feel it. And what people don't know is some stocks move in sympathy. And that just simple, simply means that if another sector is hot, just because that sector is hot, that stock in that sector can also move along with it just because yep. Yep. somebody be looking for, you know, Tesla, and IO got hot because Tesla was hot, right? Yeah, so yeah. because it had that sympathy move. So people will try to, oh, I ain't got enough money to get Tesla, but <clears throat> this stock is kind of like it. Exactly. So let me go ahead yeah. and throw a little bit of bread at it yeah. and move along how it moves too. So I, I like Medtronics. Once again, it's a near a 52-week low. And it's not too far off of its 200-day moving average. But chart right now is showing that it's starting to take advantage of that support near that $80 range. And it has a strong history of being stable at 80. So I think this is a pretty good entry price for somebody who's looking for something to put into their portfolio for medical equipment. This is a pretty good looking at 3.3. You get to hold it and get paid for it. I think it's a win-win both sides of the coin. Right. Let me ask you about a stock in the medical device that I that I do like. I don't own it yet. I What's used up? to own it. I don't own it. ISRG. Oh, this is the one we used to talk about. All yeah, this. we used to talk about this with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> now they don't they don't have a dividend, but growth. I do uh, yeah, I, I like the growth here. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. This this is a great story that we used to talk about all the time. <laughs> be like, yo, did you see that? Did you see that? We talk about everything yeah. we've seen. Now we talk about what we do. There's a whole lot of difference. <laughs> I'm glad we made it to that. But again, you got to go through that, right? Yep. You got to gain the confidence, right? 
that's all it takes. You sit, you sit there, you look at charts, and you're like, "Dang, I should have did that." I, I had a good feeling about it. We had enough good feelings. Now it's time right. to get good money. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, ISRG, I'm still with it, man. I don't own it. I still don't, even though I talked about it a long time ago. But I still think that it has a pretty decent growth opportunity, especially in the medical field. Mm -hmm. So yeah, ISRG. If it's too big for your money at 262, you got MDT. All right, last one on this list before we wrap this one up is something that everybody knows about, right? Tyson Foods. Okay, Tyson Foods, T-S-N. Right now, last close price as we talk about is around $65. And as far as the 52-week low, we're pretty close to it. All right, 52-week low, as far as what I'm looking at, is around $62.94, I think is what I got right here for the 52-week low. So we're only about $3 off from there. So what you think about Tyson? I like it. I like Tyson. Um, obviously, the chart is not the best looking. It's not glamorous. It's not sexy right now. No. Yeah, it's, it's not. But <laughs> Tyson is one of those ones that's been around for a while. You're going to, people are going to be buying it. You know, um, it, it's not going anywhere. Uh, this is one of the ones you want to take advantage of down here at the low. You know, this at is low, low. This is this is at the dumb low. You know, yeah. you're only three dollars off from the at least the 52 week low. Yeah, that's so, the, the low, low. This is what you get when somebody try to give you the low, low. This is the low, low right here. This is as close <laughs> as you're going to get to it because you're not going to nail it right there at the, the exact low. I mean, I, they're twenty three billion dollar market cap. I like the shares outstanding. Only three hundred fifty nine million. And they pay basically a three percent dividend. Yeah, basically. Um, I like Ty I like Tyson. I do. I like this one. Um, yeah. and I really like because you're getting it at the low, as oh, far as low. like, yeah, as far as like support <laughs> levels and stuff. Um, shoot, sixty around sixty. I was well. I'm thinking of like above it where it could oh, go. Okay, okay. I'm I'm looking to see so maybe about eighty. Yeah, I see eighty two. Yeah. 80 as well, not 82, but 80 as well. Yeah, eight, right. <laughs> eight zero. Yeah. <laughs> so I mess with I mess with Tyson. I like Tyson. I like this one. Like you said, this is a food company that is not going anywhere. Every time you go to the grocery store, which you gotta go to, you're gonna see a food product from Tyson, whether it's the chicken that we always know about, but they also make other foods. And I'm yeah. sitting here saying that like I know what other foods they make, so I'm gonna go ahead and Google it in real time. <laughs> So I got something else to say about it, right? What do Tyson Foods make? All right. Tyson Foods. All right. Protein focus, yada, yada. Okay. They got chicken. All right. Boom. Here we go. Tyson. We got Tyson, obviously. Jimmy Dean. All right. Hillshire Farm. Ballpark. Right. All right. I don't know what state fair is, but if you heard of that, that's what they got. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody right now like, yes, state fair. I'm like, huh? I ain't never ate a state fair product in my life. But if you got it, I ain't making fun of you. Eat your state fair. <laughs> Those are a few of the products that we know that Tyson owns, courtesy of Google. So I like Tyson. Now, Let's go ahead and wrap this one up. We got 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We got to pick the one stock that we're going to get out of this. So we got Cisco, Verizon, Mondelez, Dominion, Mattel, Medtronics, and Tyson. We have limited funds, and we unfortunately have to pick one stock. What stock you going with? I'm going with Dominion. Dominion? All right. Why are you going with Dominion? Well, that's the, the hot sector right now. And it's at the, I mean, the 52-week low is 57.95. It's at 59.16 right now. Can't, the low, low. <laughs> um, I'm willing to take my chances on that and, and ride it up to first I see. I, I, I'm not even going to mess around with the 20-day because it's not enough. I'm going straight up to the 200 day. That's where all the action seems the like action, it's at yeah. anyway. Um, it's from 59 to 78. I think that's all right, and I think it could get there fast. I don't. It's not like I think that Devin can go from 59 to seven. I mean, Dominion, Dominion can go from 59 to 78 at almost triple the speed that somebody like Verizon can go from 59 to 78. Okay. I like I like that one. Obviously, we like all of them. We had to pick one. All right. So now, it's funny you said Verizon. <laughs> yeah, as long as, that, as long as you didn't pick the railroad, you picked the railroads. I was gonna just leave. I was gonna... <laughs> nah, CSX already got crossed off. That that was gone. I ain't even bring that one back up. But if I gotta pick money out of what i need to do in order to buy and make my portfolio right now i'm going with verizon i'm going with verizon for two reasons one strong dividend right now two they are also at the very low lows no actually three things three all right because they are a strong player in the cell phone market everybody is going to need a cell phone as your kids grow up my kids grow they're still going to need cell phones they need them earlier it's actually going to be something that is going to be a requirement, I believe. If it isn't now, I don't know why. Yeah. But I think that they're going to be giving kids cell phones at basically kindergarten, if you ask me. By the time my kids have kids, kindergartners are going to be having phones on a regular basis. They already got laptops, yeah. right? I mean, they're introduced to this technology. They know how to use it. So it's only fair that a phone um, designed for them is going to come out. It's going to have all sorts of parental stuff. On. I mean, we, we've seen stuff like this for older folks, so it's coming for the kids. So I think Verizon, if they do jump in, in front of something like that, where they put a program together specifically for kids and make a plan and all that, that's going to be something popular. And if y'all do that, cut the check. <laughs> so yo i had a blast with you my brother as always i appreciate you spending time we we kicked a lot of knowledge if y'all didn't get something out of this man i don't know what else i gotta do for you we right. gave you at least seven different stocks that could that are at pretty 52 week lows right now besides one which is in a strong trend but killer also kicked out two or three stocks so we gave you like 10 all right, you got a portfolio strong then, right now. Yeah, and if if you know, at least y'all had to get a good laugh out. You know, <laughs> you know at least <laughs> there's some bangers on here. Some strong, some strong stocks on here, man. Just just pay attention 
to the market, man. Don't be one of those people that kind of just pay attention to the market when it's hot, man. Just pay attention all the time. You ain't got to sit at your TV all day watching that, CNBC yeah. and Bloomberg, but just keep your keep your finger on it. You know, yeah, you you got to have some exposure to it with regularity. You know, mm-hmm. there are, there's some people out there, you know, who tuck it away and all that. That's cool. I'm not hating on that. But if you really want to get into this, you got to put some time in Like anything else, if you want to get good at it, you got to put time in it, man. Yep. There's no getting around it. So speaking of putting time in, we put it in. All right. We got to wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting late. Everybody trying to get ready to, to wrap their night up. And we on the same page. All right. So I appreciate you spending time one more time with me, man. Much love to you. And we'll catch you next time. So thank you. And if y'all need anything, matter of fact, go ahead. You say where you at, man. Where you at? Marathon Money Plus, you do all the whole spiel. Um, you can find me anywhere at Camboni11, C-A-M-B-O-N-I-11 on um Instagram, StockTwist, Twitter, um, Snapchat. Also download that uh Trader Champ app and uh Marathon Money. Uh make sure y'all check out the Marathon Money Podcast and visit MarathonMoneyPlus.com absolutely and don't forget where i'm at that's at wincrease team that's on any social media platform and i'm working hard on plugging myself a little bit because you know i'm terrible at it so youtube make sure you go hit up the youtube channel every single week i bust down what's going on in the market and i give it to you in very simple terms stocks and hip-hop now you can go there and you can just hit up stocks and hip-hop i'll pop up and you'll see me doing my thing there, all right? So we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace. Shout out Mob Deep, Alchemist. That's what a real mob do. Oh. I'm a man of many hats, my investment one fits best Whenever I make a trade, my aim's 100% Anybody can do this, ain't no one exempt The stock market is what you need if you wanna get rich Stocks and bars, marathon money, turn your bread from I don't know what I'm doing, so look at what I just did This ain't a get rich quick scheme aiming to hit Like a lottery ticket, or you pushing in all your chips This is using your head and calculating your risk One thing it could do the work of 40 years at the gig I rap about the stock market I'm troubleshooting I used to rap about how I get in trouble shooting uh, Now I play the background for my brother's rooting Civil rights when I spit on mics is another movement uh, Pick my team from hip-hop I ain't done recruiting It's the stock market hip-hop I'm the one to do it <laughs> This is what a real job do This is what a real job do